Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. The Force Center Podcast feed. I'm Kat Napsok for another edition of Spotlight Star Wars. This one on the road. Literally, I take no breaks as I'm driving home for the holidays and recording this special edition. We'll try to keep it short and to the point and still talking about The Force Awakens. I think we're going to be talking about this for a few months, which is a good thing because the conversation generally is positive despite any internet controversies or people just trying to naysay to naysay. Not that this movie is without its faults, and I'm always 
clear on that point and something I want to get out is, is, yeah, I get it. It's not a perfect movie. But after multiple viewings, I'm at four at this point with a fifth scheduled, uh, the movie gets better and better because you are allowed to crawl into the Star Wars nerd bubble, a place we all want to be because it's warm and cozy and familiar and friendly. And this movie has added many layers and many more questions and many more answers to the Star Wars legend. This is, in fact, the greatest saga ever told, and now we have another chapter worthy of that saga. That, I don't think, is up for much debate. Though there might be might be pockets of people that disagree with that notion, I think we've got the movie that we wanted for the most part. Now, there are some plot devices that are very similar to us, and the first viewing and second viewing, I, I didn't really, I uh, still hadn't accepted that. But I have accepted it now, and I'm willing to move past it. And there's enough differences, and there's enough new layers to The Force Awakens that I'm no longer worried that there's a third Death Star, uh, essentially. No matter what you call it, star killer base, planet, literally bigger than the Death Star, it's still the same concept. Now, J.J. Abrams uh, has come out and said that, yes, that was an intentional decision on the part of the filmmakers and the movie-making team to have the First Order create a new base that is meant to show off and show off their new abilities as a new version of the Empire. We're going to do it better, bigger, badder. It is the Starkiller base. They just, of course, didn't account for a sanitation worker knowing the ins and outs of the base. I'm okay with that. I think there's a lot of questions that are raised on the first and second viewings of this movie that get answered in story. And that's what Joseph Scrimshaw and I have talked about often. There's things in the viewings that you uh, pick up on the more you watch that they answer little questions. Now, you might not like the answers, but the answers are there and the filmmakers have at least tried to address some of your concerns and points. And if the uh, answer to the Star Killer base being nothing more than a third Death Star is that the First Order felt they could do it bigger and better, I'm okay with that. Again, there's a lot of stuff in the story. The confusion over the Resistance Army. Is it part of the Republic? Why is it underfunded? Why are there only X-Wings and a ragtag fleet? That's answered. It's answered in a lot of different ways in the movie and some of the supplemental material. I think there's going to be some deleted scenes that we might see eventually and some stuff in the novelization. I haven't had a chance to read the novel yet. In fact, it hasn't been sent out. I don't think the hard copy of the novel uh, comes out until January 5th, but the audio version is out, and uh, some of you have already listened to that, and I think some of the answers are in there. Uh, I know there's a character named Corsella, believe is the name. It's She is in the visual encyclopedia that was released for The Force Awakens, and she is in the movie briefly, but the description of her character in the visual encyclopedia talks about Princess Leia dispatching her to the New Republic Senate and to the Chancellor, who we see for a split second on Hosnian Prime right before the planet is destroyed, and Corsella was sent to plead Leia's case one last time with the First Order is a military threat and a threat overall to the New Republic and that the New Republic leadership didn't want to hear it, basically casting aside Princess Leia or General Leia as an alarmist, as a military extremist, as a warmonger. Interesting take. I agree with uh, my good friend Nick Mundy who said, I think it was off air to me in a conversation, 
that it seems as though they overcorrected a little bit. Where the prequels had a lot of politics and people were up in arms about it, this one had no politics, where some politics might have been needed. And I agree with that criticism. That's eh, not even a criticism. That's a harsh word in these internet times. I believe it, it, it's a good point. And if it comes out a little bit more in the novels and some uh, scenes that we get to see later on, uh, special editions or deleted scenes, ooh, don't want to use that term special edition, huh? I'm okay with that. I just think uh, it didn't necessarily fit into the story. It's a fast-moving picture. So uh, having a scene where Princess Leia dispatches someone to speak on her behalf in the Senate, I can understand why the movie makers would have cut that out. I, uh, as a story, as the story unfolds, and as a fan of this story, I, I would have liked to have seen it, and I'd like to know, I like to know that it was there at some point and at least addressed. The first viewing, I was a little hung up on the fact that the Star Killer base, clearly now a, a third Death Star, took out five planets. And I was hung up on the fact that, oh, I get it, you took out Alderaan with a small little Death Star, now you, now you got a big Death Star and you're taking out five planets. So I was held up on that story, but that is actually a key moment. And General Hux's speech, though over the top for my taste a little bit, his speech and to the First Order troops, uh, reminiscent of some Third Reich, Hitler, Nazi youth type stuff. It's, it's dark stuff, really, when you think about it. But that scene, I found it to be a little over the top. Um, the Donald Gleason does a great job with it. But that scene has a lot of key exposition and explains that the five planets in the Hosnian system that they took out uh, contained the seat of the New Republic Senate and contained the fleet, anything that would help the resistance. Though they don't officially condone the resistance, they do support the resistance. So it was smart for the First Order to take out those planets. It made sense strategically. It made sense story-wise. But again, because the movie moves so fast, it's just a little blip on the story radar screen. But again, as, as that stuff unfolds, and a lot of this, again, is in the visual encyclopedia, which is interesting that a little... Almost, uh, not throwaway, but a little tiny afterthought of a book, something I almost didn't get myself. Um, the only reason I got it is I just wanted to know the names of some of the creatures in the, uh, in the movie and in Maz Kanata's uh, cantina. And I get it, and there's, and there's answers, and there's clues. There's clues to Han Solo and what he's been doing for the last 30 years. Uh, I won't go into it in case you want to find out. And it sounds like we're going to get this in uh, supplemental comics or novels. Because it's, uh, it's some very interesting stuff about Solo, and it's right there in the Visual Encyclopedia. Uh, I suggest you pick it up if you want to know. Um, but uh, that is, uh, I love that. I love that The Force Awakens has some layers to it that, that you can peel back the more you watch it. It makes it interesting. Now, one thing that's been brought up to me, because you all know my love of the Y-Wing. We are Team Y-Wing all the way. Is why didn't the Resistance have... Uh, anything more than X-Wings, uh, other than their own little cruisers. And even for that order, why did the First Order have just uh, repainted TIE Fighters, so to speak? I think the TIE Fighters are altered enough, though. They're different. They obviously now fit two people. Um, why there's not TIE Advanced and TIE Bombers and TIE Interceptors? That's a fair question. Uh, again, going to the Visual Encyclopedia, when it talks about some of the First Order troops, the regular troops, the Snow Troopers, and the Flame uh, Troopers, there's a little line in the encyclopedia that says there's probably several other classes of First Order Stormtroopers yet to be discovered. So what that means is in the supplemental movies, we'll get some different ranks and divisions of the First Order Stormtroopers, which really just means more figures to buy. 
Um, same with the resistance. I'm sure there'll be more. To me, it's another thing that harkens back to A New Hope. In A New Hope, you had X-Wings. You did have some Y-Wings, and that was pretty much it. You had TIE Fighters, and you had Darth Vader's TIE Fighter, which we now know is the TIE Advance. And that was it. It was only later on that uh, shuttles came in, and uh, TIE Interceptors came in, and B-Wings, and A-Wings, and they sold more toys. And that's just me being a little cynical. But those vehicles existed, as we know now, during the time of A New Hope, if you've watched other shows, Clone Wars, Rebels, read the comics... Other stuff was around for sure. It just, uh, we know at the time, Lucas and his model-making team of magicians probably didn't have the money to make additional vehicles. They just had to go with what they Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, I think Force Awakens, uh, it's, uh, I think they're doing a little bit of the same thing, though they definitely had the money to. I think they're just keeping it simple. Would I have loved to seen a Y-Wing in The Force Awakens? You betcha. But I think we're going to get that later on. For right now, I'm okay with the X-Wings, which are our new model. I think it's the X-70 models versus the traditional X-Wings, which are the X-65s. These are a little different. The design's different. The engine's split. The, the uh, S-foils lock into a little bit of a different position. And uh, I like it. Plus, we got a black one. Who doesn't like Poe Dameron's Black One? The all-black, uh, mostly all-black X-Wing. I like that, and that's a little different for me. Uh, I, I'm okay with them only having that and unveiling some stuff later on. Uh, but hopefully, Team Y-Wing will fly again. Some final thoughts as I wrap up here about Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren. Do I love Kylo Ren? I do love Kylo Ren. Going into this movie, that had been the most of the merchandise that I was purchasing was uh, anything Kylo Ren on it. I think the design of Kylo Ren with the mask on is one of the best designs in the Star Wars universe. It's beautiful in a way. It's hauntingly beautiful. It's menacing. It's just cool. Hey, that's kind of what we like with our Star Wars villains, right? We like them to look cool. Darth Vader, though clunky really when you think about it, going back to 77, it's an elegant, sleek design now, but it's kind of an odd choice back then. And it could have gone very, very bad, but it didn't. In the end, we all thought Vader looked cool. The cape, the breath, the red lightsaber set the tone for what was to come. And now every Star Wars villain sense has to keep up to that standard of looking cool. Boba Fett, that's a good example. Darth Maul. I think even a better example. I think Darth Maul looks cool, don't you? Yeah, I think most people did, which is why we were so disappointed that the character met a such a quick and untimely and somewhat brutal death. And spider legs be damned, I think uh, we were all disappointed that that version of Darth Maul didn't go on. But again, it's, he, Darth Maul is probably a victim of just looking too cool. Kylo Ren looks cool, but beyond that, the character itself I agree with what Lawrence Kasdan said before the movie was released, that there has not been a villain like this before in the Star Wars universe. It is a villain being built, even more so than Anakin Skywalker at the end of uh, Revenge of the Sith. That's, in fact, one of the complaints of Sith, is Anakin turned too quickly. And any growth that we got from that character came later on in novels that are now actually not canon or... Uh, stuff that's still maybe yet to be released. Lords of the Sith is a great example. I think the growth and maturation and building of the Lord Darth Vader is done very well in Lords of the Sith. It's why it's my uh, one of my top two favorite new canon uh, books. Check it out if you had. Paul S. Kemp does a great job writing Vader and creating Vader. But we don't get to see that on screen. Uh, a lot of stuff's coming out now. Uh, our good friend uh, here at Force Center, Joseph Scrimshaw, had a fun article about how to talk to your family about Star Wars during the holidays. And Chris Taylor had an article where he took on the people who thought Force Awakens was too similar to A New Hope. And both of them addressed stuff about Kylo Ren 
being very much different from Darth Vader in A New Hope. And in fact, the truth of the matter is, and perhaps the big secret, is Darth Vader was underdeveloped in A New Hope. There's stories of Lucas not being sure of the character. I mean, again, like I said, the way it looked, the way it sounded, that the James Earl Jones voice was not present on set. It was, it was present on set. It was David Prowse in a high Scottish accent. They weren't sure it was going to work out. And George Lucas intentionally, I say again, intentionally ranked Vader second behind Tarkin. And in fact, third behind the barely mentioned Emperor. Vader was not supposed to be the big baddie. He was just the henchman, the scary henchman running around the galaxy doing the things. It was only later on that Vader got a little more developed and the myth of Vader and the cult of Vader grew. In Kylo Ren, we get a deeper character. Already a bad guy with a cool lightsaber and a cool mask. In the middle of the movie, after the interrogation was seen with Rey, in which I believe Rey first... And for the most part, for the foremost, defeats Ren there during the interrogation scene. Ren goes on a downward spiral. We know what happens with his father, but you see it happen. He whips off his mask arrogantly. Boasts to Ray, to I can get what I want from you. She fights him. Fights him back with her mind. Her newfound Jedi powers that are still growing. Scares Ren discovers that Ren is just a fearful little boy who's a poser, who knows he's not as good as his hero Darth Vader and is afraid of flipping to the light side. And that's one of the twists on these characters. Joseph Scrimshaw talked about it more in detail on our Force Center, Force Awakens breakdown, that this is a character not wanting to accept the light side versus uh, a lot of other villains even outside the Star Wars universe, uh, there are the light side not wanting to accept the dark side. This is the other way around. And I hope Ren continues to go on in his quest to be go, going deeper to the dark side. I want Episode 8 to be about him trying to prove to Snoke that he is of the dark side and that the light side is gone. And that's an interesting, more nuanced character. There's more layers to it. For those maybe writing off Kylo Ren as whiny, you're like me. You've probably seen too many episodes of Girls, more than you wanted to on HBO. And you're looking at Adam Driver, and you're attaching Adam Driver's other character to this character. Is he a little whiny? Yes. But so is Luke Skywalker. Remember him going to Tossie Station to picking up some power converters? Remember Anakin at certain points in Attack of the Clones? Not our favorite thing, of course, but I think a choice was made. That's part of the Skywalker genes. Be a little whiny if you're Skywalker or Solo from that line. So is Ren's whininess out of place? No. It's right in line with what the character should be and what his growth as a villain should be. I love Kylo Ren. I love what they've done with Kylo Ren. Part of me wanting to go see the movie again and again is to watch how they played out this villain in the movie. And I think in 8, I think there will be another villain. I don't think Kylo Ren is our big baddie yet. Maybe in the end he'll go to the light side. Maybe in the end there will be redemption. It makes sense to me in terms of the Star Wars story. In terms of legacies, legends, and myths. But for now, I'm happy with Kylo Ren being a guy. Trying to be something he's not. And that thing he wants to be is the villain. 
That's it for Spotlight Star Wars right now and this week. I hope you enjoyed my on-the-road edition. We'll do some more hashtag Spotlight Star Wars stuff later on. We're also going to do some hashtag Force Center conversations. If you want a question to get on that show, just uh, follow me and Joseph Scrimshaw on Twitter, at Joseph Scrimshaw and at Ken Absoff, at hashtag Force Center for that show. And, of course, as always, hashtag Spotlight Star Wars. After my vacation, I'll answer some more of your guys' questions when I'm not on the road, literally, recording. That's it for now. It's been a good one. May the Force kind of, sort of, always remain around you so it will protect you from Kylo Ren. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.